it's Magical Theory, Theory Podcast Time. time. <laughs> we do a live uh, musical intro we never recorded. I need someone who um, does music, knows notes, well, can tell us. You know, can you script it out? I fell down the lost rabbit hole recently. <laughs> And I've been watching clips, and the music in that show is so good. Oh, yeah? So we just need to get Michael Giacchino. Sure. To, yeah, he'll do it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see if this, is this going to work? It is! <laughs> Cindy, number one Magical Theory podcast fan. I had it stuck in my head yesterday, too, as we were like talking about a lot of stuff. Uh, that is the jingle that Cindy's referring to. Yeah. The one that I the actually looked it up. It was in this season. In yeah. uh, it was chapter sixteen. Jeff made it up. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say? Just cause. no turning back. There's life before the jingle <laughs> and life after the jingle, and that's yeah, classic. Um, hello, welcome back to Magical Theory Podcast Time. That was such a cone. Oh, hello no. and welcome and welcome. Um, we read a chapter of Harry Potter every single week, kind of. We aim for every single week, but each episode close. is a chapter of Harry Potter. And um, yeah, we are excited. I forgot to pin the question in the chat. We are in a new format. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell them about the this new format? This is our third format. We've changed so we this many times. Y'all should go back and watch the original yeah. Magical Theories. And we're at the table. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it was just, it wasn't live. Mm -hmm. And then we did that for a while. And then we were rearranging your schedule, in essence, and decided to start going live. We were doing that on Twitch. And now this third instance mm -hmm. is on YouTube, but it also includes a new segment, which is going to be us talking Magical about Hogwarts oh, Legacy. Kidding. We need a jingle for that. Hogwarts Legacy podcast. <laughs> I think basically it came about because we were like, we wanted to do more with Hogwarts Legacy and we were trying to figure out, you know, we don't know that much about it right now. So like, how do we fit it in and not make it feel like it's just, you know, disproportionate to the amount of information we have. So we were just going to have fun with it. Yeah. We're going to, we have a little tiny little game weekly to figure out what we're going to be talking about though so today we decide we just determined yes it. you'll see the game in a second but today we are talking about hogwarts legacy lore related to animagus animagus animagi and okay. so can we start there yeah sure why not is it animagi or animagi i think it's animagi because magic I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not a linguist. I don't know how. I'm not saying how... you need the answer. I'm saying we got to pose this question to the world. Oh, oh okay. No, actually, oh, so do this you, is the real question. Do you want me to put a vote? How do how you, do you oh, pronounce That should have been the question. The question should have been, <laughs> yeah. how do you pronounce? It would just be 50-50 split. So the question of the day related to Hogwarts Legacy lore is, uh, what would your Animagus form be? Uh, I... I have some facts about Animagus. Oh my god! So I wonder if we should talk about that first, unless you already know. No, do leave you already, the question up, but do you already know? We'll get to your, it. Um, I can't remember mine. I know I did the test. Is that what point. we did? Did we do Animagus and Patronus in the test? 
Oh, no, it was Patronus. Okay. You're right. Okay. So yeah. so you don't remember your Patronus either? No, no. Okay. I don't think I did an Animagus one. So, um, what Factoids. is What is an Animagus? I have I have many screens. I just got my We didn't do our chit-chat or just what's going on chit-chat. Well, addition to the chit-chat, I got a third like a uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like a third monitor, but you it's a portable, portable third monitor. So I was using that yesterday, and now I have my um, actual laptop, which also doubles as a tablet. So I have many screens in front of me right now. <laughs> Some would say too many too screens. Too many screens. Not us. <laughs> uh, somebody would say that. So an Animagus is a witch or wizard who can transform at mm. will into an animal. Mm. So think uh, if you are familiar with druids, mm. wild shaping, but... Uh, Whenever, mm-hmm. whenever you want. And also, uh, you can only transform into one thing, your animagus form. So you can't be like wild shaping like my character does into an eagle and then a polar bear. And oh, I have to rest. And then, giant a, rat. yeah, giant rat. No, you get one. Live that one. And down. that is it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know it's few. rare. Yeah, it's it's rare though. So apparently, some mm-hmm. factoid on I was looking at all of the Wizarding World websites, formerly Pottermore. Um, it's believed that fewer than one in a thousand witches and wizards have this ability. Wow! Anytime we get into numbers, I know. as you know, I'm like the question though is how big is the Wizarding World and what I mean is one in one thousand. That basically means that there are no animaguses that, that you average zero at Hogwarts at any given time. Well, that is accurate, except for, for the rare um, the Marauders. But this is fascinating, though, because they teach themselves, which mm-hmm. I find very, very interesting, right? So it's very different from like Tonks' ability, Metamorph Magi. Magi. <laughs> Do we say hard G or soft G? This is the question oh, of the day. Cindy, oh, Ooh. an eagle. Um, so that's a good point about Hogwarts mystery. I'll revisit that in a second. When we... Did you pick one in Hogwarts mystery? Yeah. Okay. So the options in Hogwarts mystery are, the, it's, this is a side quest. Uh, you could be a dog, a cat, or a bird. Well, Actually. You picked a dog. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. How yeah. did you know? Well. How did you know? Fun fact. Uh, Dumbledore taught McGonagall how to become. What? Yep. She has is an ins- Dumbledore one? Uh, that is the question. So there's an entire article on Wizarding World about uh, McGonagall being an animagus. Well, we know that. We know that, but it says in there that Dumbledore taught her. Her transfiguration teacher taught her. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can link stuff in the description after afterwards. Other fun facts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's fun. You can't choose it's your animagus fun. form. That's not fun. But... It can't, your animagus form can be the same as your Patronus form. So if you remembered your Patronus form, you might be able to become an animagus into that form. I, my Patronus is a child puppy. I do know that. I feel like my Patronus was a dog as well, but I could be wrong. It could have been like a raven. I can't remember. I really can't. (laughs) But animagus, so it has a spell. There is a spell. How do you become one? Do you know? It is a very well. You have to like. I, we, I read this once because we were doing the spell stuff. Yeah, and it was like you have to take the potion, and then you have to like say the words like every night or something, for and then like 
it's like 80 times or something. I can't remember. There is a whole extensive process to this. Big so process. first first, the very hmm. first step is that first. you carry a mandrake leaf in your mouth for a full month from full moon to full moon. And guess Want what? A single one? Yep. Or can you like exchange it out and be like, no, nope. if you uh, accidentally swallow it or if you take it out, you have to start over. All right. Let me tell <laughs> Let me ask you this question. How did somebody discover this? Um, I l- look, I'm I don't know. Think about it in terms of conditional probabilities. <laughs> what What are the odds that any individual person would just choose to have the same mandrake leaf in their mouth for a month? I wonder what this will do. Attempt the rest of the stuff. I don't know. Okay, but very Maybe there's some theory behind. Very wide, probably a theory. Probably, who is like a famous? Uh, well, it would. It's actually so. It's interesting because it is transfiguration, self transfiguration, but it's also like there's a potion element to it. So it has like multiple branches of magic that seem mm. to be involved, which mm. makes sense. It's a very powerful thing. Uh, so then. You have to find a small crystal file that receives the pure rays of the moon. That's literally what the quote says. I, I don't know exactly what that means, but you put... It's supposed to be impure. Yeah. You put your saliva-filled leaf into that, uh, whatever that item is, and you add one of your own hairs. So you had the leaf, you uh, salivate it, you section. basically like in, infuse it with saliva, I guess, put it in this vial, and then you uh, uh, put a hair in. Add a silver teaspoon of dew from a place that neither sunlight nor human feet have touched for a full seven days. What if, what if, okay, sorry, I know there's more steps. What if the only step that you actually had there's to do- more steps? Yes, what was- well, this is part of the potion process, which is kind of interesting because it's very specific about the materials that you need. Hmm. Then you have to add uh, the chrysalis of a death's head hawk moth to the crystal file. Then you put the mixture in a quiet, dark place. Transformation moths. Okay. Leave it alone until the next electrical storm. It does say on the Wizarding World, it says, and really leave it alone. Don't even look at it. Don't even think about looking at it. Which I have questions about, like what happens if I do look at it, but whatever. Maybe it goes poorly. I don't know. It just explodes. So you're waiting for the storm. This is the part that you describe. So you put your wand over your heart every sunrise, sundown, and then you speak the incantation Amato, Animo, Animato, Animagus. So you just do that. If you keep repeating your incantation, there will come a time. When the touch of the wand tipped to the chest, you will feel a second heartbeat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Lightning appears to the sky. Go to the place where you had your concoction. You should have, if you did everything correctly, a mouthful of blood red potion inside of it. You are going to... Place your one. Well, first it says go to a place where it's not going to be scary. Mm. This this article actually says that uh, animagus parties are probably not a good idea, but I kind of disagree. Parties, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to um, go place your one tip against your heart, speak the incantation again, drink the potion. You will feel fiery pain. 
and an intense double heartbeat. Um, shape of the creature will shortly transform, or the shape of the creature into which you will shortly transform will appear in your mind. So then you, so that's that's the process is that you do all these things. It's a long process. So it's, once you've done this, then you mm -hmm. just need the spell. You need you practice with it, where you um you it's supposed to be a visualization. So you visualize yourself as that form, mm -hmm. and then you visualize yourself as your human form to revert back, and eventually, like it'll be super kind of like second nature. All right, so here's my question. Yes. What do you think the percent chance is <laughs> that this whole process is in Hogwarts Legacy? Okay, well, this is my analysis. This is how we're going back to Hogwarts Legacy. I don't think, here, let me just highlight this real quick. It's complicated for sure. <laughs> so because it's complicated for sure, I think it's unlikely that we will be doing this in Hogwarts Legacy, but I have some comments about it. So first... Nothing in the marketing materials, like the gameplay, the cutscenes, or anything like that, suggests that there is something like that. I feel like if there were, and if it were a major part, or like something, because when you're in a form, uh, you maintain your intellect, but you also have the advantage of being a creature and can use those traits or features. So if that were the case, and you could animagus form into something and do that in combat, then I feel like that would be featured in any of the things we've seen it so seems far, likely, you know? yeah. Um Also, we wield ancient magic, so. We can I, just do it for free. I, well, that's my question is Merlin, like, what, druids, if, what, if, druids, they, what if they cheat it and they say, oh, this is like the original Animagus, like not, not like it's a special thing that ancient magic people can, or people who can wield ancient magic can accomplish mm. because they don't need to go through this whole process. So I'm going to go at this from a game perspective as mm -hmm. well, which is that like every creature that you make has different movement. Yes. So it's really difficult, I think, to do this type of stuff. Yes. I wrote that down as well. So expensive. Let's there say. is in Hogwarts Mystery, you there's this whole side quest. And so that's what Cindy described. You became an eagle. Um, there's no failure condition for that. Like, you just become that. There's no, like, messing up the potion. In the real-life wizarding world, if you mess up the process, bad things can happen. You can permanently become half-human, half-other creature, mm -hmm. and there's no, like, reversing back. So then if if it's going to be, like, authentic, immersive, there has to be some sort of fit. Like, what happens when you fail? Okay, easy enough if you take the mandrake life out, it's like, oh, reset the timer. But for something where it needs to be so it's either gonna be fudged if they do that, where it's like you guaranteed get animagus form. And then the complication is like everyone's gonna wanna be something. So you're going to like, I don't know, create character models for all of these combinations of things? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> I have doubts. Yeah. But Maybe if they're making Patronuses, they could manage it, except Patronuses kind of fly, so they don't have to interfere with like walking that much, Yeah, which is difficult. Something I think that would be funny if this were possible is, okay, so part of the thing is you're supposed to register yourself as an Animagus. Right. I imagine, because our character is the chosen one, that we wouldn't <laughs> register ourselves as an Animagus, and I'm just imagining- but, And maybe the registry was developed after us. Oh, well- you know, that's interesting. I 
because you made me think this is not the same, but you made me think about the werewolf registry because uh, Newt's commander had a hand in, or it was like in the that time period where stuff was going on. After. But um, part of the penalty or the punishment is that you get sent to Azkaban if you are found out you're as an unregistered Animagus. So you're just the main character trying to take down, make sure the Goblin Rebellion doesn't happen, turn into an Animagus, and then someone reports you to the Ministry and you get taken to Azkaban. I wouldn't complain about it, but it just doesn't seem like it would flow into whatever the main story is, you know? Um, so... I don't know. I think that if it were possible, it will be very uh, simplified. Mm -hmm. It won't be. And I I don't think that they would do that because everything in what they talk about is that it's immersive. It's like authentic. I mean, they have day night cycles. They have seasons. They have weather. So like for all of that. Probably won't shortcut it. I don't think that they'd be like, oh, yeah, here's this thing that we'll just give to you because it would have to integrate with everything else that is immersive in the game. Yes, I agree. So I think it would be cool. I think transformation in general is going to be really a big ask in the game, like even transfiguration spells. The Can we actually change the shape and size of different things? Mm-hmm. That's a big ask. That's a huge. That's a huge it's a undertaking. Lot. Yes, yeah, it is. So it might be. So you know how they learn transfiguration. It seems like there's certain object to object changes or object to animal or whatever it might be, that are easier or more like, more natural, like teacup to mouse or whatever the one is. Mm-hmm. I could see something like that for transfiguration in the game where it's like. Okay, if you come across specific objects, you can transfigure them, but into like a specific. Yeah. Outcome. Well, it's well defined, and so also you don't have the Malfoy to a weasel ability or mm. ferret. Yeah, and you discussed that before in terms of like NPCs, like or you know you can't just kill all the students in your class, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. Like in terms of openness, like it's not just anything right, goes right. because that there are you going know, there's to be a... constraints and. Yes. Figuring out where those are has probably been difficult for them. What about a DLC? An Animagus one? Mm-hmm. I would take it. Yeah. I would definitely be it. <laughs> Just do the whole thing as a polar bear. Downloadable co- content. Additional content that's not part of the main game that you buy extra. Sorry. Did not define it. But um, I think it would be fun. Uh, I also think that given what we've seen so far with the game, that there's going to be plenty of other stuff to do. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, this is terrible because I can't be an Animagus. First of all, it's rare. Yeah, we would likely become one because of who we are or who we are framed to be in the wizarding world. But there's going to be a lot of other stuff going on. I think that's where I'm left, too. I I think us becoming an Animagus is extremely unlikely. But I do think it's very likely that there's some form of transfiguration involved in our spellcasting, that we, we can change the shape of things. Yeah. Um, but what the constraints around that will be, it, I don't think it will be free-flowing of like, I can just change anything into anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be constrained by our training. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Well... Are you ready to go into the book? Here's I, a transition for you. Yes, I'm ready. I cannot imagine Rita Skeeter going through that whole Actually, process. Actually, I wrote a note about Rita Skeeter. 
I okay. I wrote that I know we give her a lot of flack on this podcast and in general in life when we talk about Rita Skeeter about how terrible she is. But to because you have to have a lot of patience. Here you, you have go. to have precision. You I, have to have like the only thing that makes sense to me hmm. is that it's once she becomes a professional journalist. Yeah. If we want to say she's either hmm. of those things. She decides that she wants to be able to spy on. Oh people. my gosh, that's and a so good she point. Decides. Yeah. So now the luck of becoming a a fly or whatever she is. No, it's her. it's not. What I read was that it's. Oh, I didn't read that fun fact. Uh, so I don't know if I wrote it down. It or something. You you often retain like some aspect of your appearance or personality in your oh. animagus form. So. Uh, Rita, the Rita's beetle, yes, and the rat. Rita's beetle actually has little glasses, mm-hmm. like little glasses markings. No, yes, and I know. so that's um, <laughs> and also like oh. likely her personality like just fits that like that's it, yeah. you know. Uh, and then Peter Pettigrew as a rat, he's a net, definitely nets and rats because he also the finger little mm-hmm. finger chopped off. Mm-hmm. Yes, wow, Rita. Well, yeah, I wrote Rita as a possible transition because she's actually in this chapter. Yes, she is. And we also have another Animagus. Let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Juan's Juan's ready. ready. Turn to page 509. 500. Headfoot returns. Today's lesson is called the Paw Patrol. The chapter begins with Harry relieved that Ron can share in the glory of the second task. A note from Sirius implies he will be coming back to Hogwarts to see Harry. In Potion's class, the Slytherins still hate on Harry, but Pansy also turns her attention to Hermione, showing her an exclusive by Rita Skeeter in Witch Weekly about Hermione loving Harry and Crumb, including details that cause Hermione pause. Pause? Like Paw Patrol. Just kidding. Could be. <laughs> Karkarov comes to talk to Snape during class and reveals something on his arm while Snape tries to dismiss him. At Hogsmeade, the trio go to a secluded spot to find Pat- Padfoot. They and Sirius discuss all the developments and odd happenings, trying to figure out what is behind all of it and how to protect Harry. That was... A- I'm going to pat myself on the back. Good summary of a super long chapter. It was longer than I expected. Oh my gosh, really long. I was like, oh, Padfoot returns. Like, no problem. I know what that's about. Didn't expect the whole potions class scene. Mm -mm. Yeah. It it was a lot. Um, You just typed. I did type from my phone. You (laughs) are just like a wizard. You have too many screens. You're a wizard, Leonard. Uh, Well, this is not updating. Um, Yeah. So where did we... Okay. I have to bring up again. Um, so Ron at the beginning is like bragging and whatever. Ronald. Once Ronald. again, they describe these children that were in the lake as hostages. And I, I'm just oh, like, oh, this is my not God. the direction I was going to go. Oh, I was just I was, saying like Dumbledore. It says like Dumbledore was like the one who did this. So okay. He... Oh, I did have a thought about okay, that. Okay. Yeah. Because he says to them, don't worry, you'll be asleep until you come out of the lake. What if nobody ever finds them and they're just down there forever? Well, and then they find him like four thousand years later. No, no, no. Hold on. Who else knows about this? The other people know about this, right? Yeah, but what if they all died? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> what if you die, Dwight? <laughs> what if you die? Dwight? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I was going to also bring up Ron's slow descent into madness. It's not even slow. It's just very fast. He goes from telling the truth to just telling absolute nonsense yeah, lies. And, and okay, not just that. Okay, fine, Ron. Nobody is stopping him. Hello? Like anyone going, well, Hermione probably just rolls her eyes, but like, are any of y'all going to stop him from? Somebody should stop him. Yeah, somebody should stop him. He's, uh. You know, it's people like Ron who don't believe Harry experiences what Harry actually experiences because so many people exaggerate their experiences in their life and they Instagram it. And then, <laughs> and then real life happens to somebody and they're like, oh, Harry must be exaggerating. It wasn't actually Voldemort. It was just like a bad dream. Or oh something. my gosh. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Your vendetta against Instagram is hilarious. <laughs> and Ron. And Ron. And Ron. Mostly Ron. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I mean, it's part of the whole thing. Like it's it's kind of like we've we've talked about Ron's like development. It's interesting because Percy comes up later at the end of the chapter, which we can get to at the end. But like everyone has their thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. those things kind of play it's out crouch. in different moments of like, OK, Ron's insecurity of being like um, trying to prove himself and whatever and all yeah. this stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Hermione's not having it. Speaking of Hermione, though, um, Mean Girls, Mean Girls. So Witch Weekly was where she was featured. This is where Rita comes in again. Mm -hmm. Rita writes this uh, p false piece about Harry Potter. I don't know if I wrote down specific Harry Potter's secret heartache. <laughs> I just wrote Rita is the worst. Also, Pansy is the worst. Why are all these Slytherins going on record saying these false things to in this Daily Prophet articles about this is Rita. what I'm saying. Start with the truth, people. I've been on this since book one. I have. It's true. It's true. Where it's like a lot of the problems that all of these people experience is because they lie. Mm -hmm. They lie about like everything from small stuff to huge stuff. It's crazy. Harry didn't even know his parents were wizards, and. Yeah, Dumbledore I'd lies about mad. stuff, and mm -hmm. McGonagall lies about stuff, and nobody talk tells Harry that Sirius is his godfather. No, nobody tells Harry that. Like, gosh, dang it! <laughs> Harry didn't put his name in the Goblet of Fire. He did not. Don't let him compete. <laughs> I. No, it's a magical binding contract. Mm. Uh, Break the contract. My gosh. Pay the fine. My gosh. Um. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, that's all I was ranting about in my notes is why are this like, come on, Pansy, you don't need to lie. You don't need to make stuff because and not only that, but then it's like you're going to take it and run with it, Rita, and be like, oh, Dumbledore should investigate uh, these accusations. And it's like, no, Hermione's not making a love potion. Yeah. This is not what's going on. It's Malfoy with Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. Ron, um, I was laughing at the part where Ron was like, oh, she's making you out to be like some sort of scarlet woman. And then he gets all embarrassed and says that his mom calls people, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> oh, Whoops. man. Whoops. Oh, and then the worst part is that Snape, we're in potions class. This is the worst place oh, to have yeah. this. Oh. Snape reads it out loud. And yeah. it's just the worst. Snape. 
Mm-hmm. Talk about somebody who lies to himself. Like, just tell the world. Tell Harry why you feel the no, way you feel. No, you can't. Life would be better for we him. We can't. Okay. Moral of the series is just tell the truth. Right. <laughs> according to Aura Jeffrey. Um, yeah, correct, yes. We see Karkara for a brief second chatting with Snape, showing him his left forearm. Yeah. Everyone's being sus in this, like, place. <laughs> yes. And Snape interrogating Harry about the boom slang skin. He was, okay, Harry was making witch sharpening potion. I know. Also, so throw back to Wizard Unite. I went back and I was like, oh my, God. I mean, I figured as much, but if you go back and you look at the ingredients that we had to collect to make witch sharpening potion in Wizard Unite, it's the same ingredients. Yes, Scarab beetles, ginger yes. root, armadillo bile. Oh, I didn't write the last one down, but there was another ingredient. Uh, is it rune spore? I'm not going to remember. Okay. Well, regardless, those were mentioned because Harry's like grinding up the scarab beetles and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's very angry about stuff. Yep. Slicing yep. some ginger root. Um, ginger. Hogsmeade. So I made note at the... Oh, I'm not there yet. We're in March, though. Yeah. They made, there was a note about March at the beginning of the chapter. In March, I'm imagining March on the Scottish Highlands is still pretty cold. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not I think snow because they it do said have windy. The... Windy was the description of like what was happening because they were describing like the owls going off course and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny living in a place where we don't really experience uh, drastic changes in weather. It's pretty much the same. Well, they have most the, of the year. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't know called. what weather you go through. But they have the thing with the ocean current that brings it up from the tropics that goes around the UK, and it do- it affects their climate a lot. Oh, okay. And they're much less cold than places at similar latitudes. Interesting. Okay. Longitude? Never remember. <laughs> and... It's because of this. I've, it's the tropical current or something. I can't remember the name of it. Huh. Yeah. Well, Sirius wants to meet at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon in Hogsmeade. So yeah, he does. He gives them very specific instructions about like, okay, we're you're going to go meet at the style past yeah. Dervish and Bangs. And um, they also, so they get there pretty early. So they go buy some socks for Dobby, which I think is cute. A little Ooh, Dobby. Dobby. There's also socks that they that was described that screamed loudly when they got too stinky. That would be super annoying. Bobby I feel like that like should those. be in a joke shop or, or something. Love them. Maybe. Um, and then Sirius. <laughs> as a, I missed yeah. that detail. That, no, I wrote hilarious. it down because I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. Sounds Who awesome. would want this? It's just someone who forgets to take off their socks. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Sirius, as a little puppy, takes them to this cave. <laughs> and Buckbeak is there. Yeah, he is. I think that it's very fitting Sirius has been living off of rats. Wither wings. Yeah, <laughs> just eating. I mean, they toss him a bunch of chicken, and he's and but he makes that comment about eating rats, and then Ron restates it. But I'm like, oh, how perfect is that? Do you think he's thinking about Peter Pettigrew? I know he is. <laughs> I know he is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but that's where we see like more about what's happening in the broader world. Yeah. 
of uh so Barty Crouch is um has or the headline was mysterious illness. We yes, we've known him to be sick because of what Percy has said, but now we're seeing it from the perspective of the general public that it's also it's reached this level of mm-hmm. same with Bertha Jorkins. It's reached yeah. this level of like we've known for a long time, but it's like, oh, dismiss, dismiss. Yeah, he's just yeah. thick. He's been under a lot of stress. I mean, it's mostly Ludo who dismisses everything. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just she's super forgetful or whatever. So he's been sick since November. He's a public yeah, figure. I know. The last time they actually March. saw him was it's the start. Four months. I know. Four months. Yeah, yeah, the last time they actually saw them. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions. St. Mungo's declines to comment. Um, and of course, the ministry doctor patient privilege. Re- yeah. <laughs> the ministry refuses to um, acknowledge anything as per usual. Yeah, but I don't lo- tell the truth. I know. No. Well, especially if you're the ministry. The ministry is they are they are the bar. They are the like role models. Maybe not, but they are the like why why would I have to tell the truth? The ministry doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like though how all three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, have their own like perspective to add to this conversation. Well, this is a I, I actually I love this section of this. It's chapter very good, yeah. Because like it. it's a perfect there's so much going on. It's such on. a long book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the longest. Mm-hmm. And there's this restatement of all these clues. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's the classic thing of like when you do a murder mystery. Yes. And you do have usually in those stories, you have like a midway to almost the yeah. end point, like almost the climax where there's a restatement of all the clues. Yep. I think Knives Out has it, right? It reminded like right me of Knives Out. before you find out the end. It's the whodunit style where yeah. it's like everyone comes together. All the threads are being pieced together. They don't quite figure it out in this moment, but no. you're seeing that there are connections. There are things that are previously seen as just, oh, it's just something going on that seem more important than yeah. previously thought. And it's it's well put together because it's coming from this place of like, of course they would do this. They're not going to be able to sit with Sirius again to really be in person and say, like, these are the things. And Sirius has been clearly thinking a lot about this because he's fixated on protecting Harry. And so he just lays out, like, all these different things. And then he lays out the experience of the first time with Voldemort of, like, yeah, Ooh. people not trusting each other lie. and th- those sorts, like, issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or ors were ordered to kill. I know. By a crowd. Not capture. Kill. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, even to the point where we get an extra clue. Mm. We get this clue of Sirius happens to be able to see Crouch Crouch's funeral. Crouch's burial. Oh yes. And he says he yep. sees the wife. Yep. Huddled and cloaked, can't really see her, and then apparently she died later or whatever. And it's that's an extra set of sort of circumstantial thing of like, oh, so Crouch, because if you go one layer deep, so so on the baseline, Sirius doesn't know what we learn later, which is that the mother begs Crouch Sr. Spoiler. to go see her son yeah, yeah. in order to execute this plan. Yes. But there is mm-hmm. a clue in there because Sirius is like 
Crouch Sr. was relentless and ruthless with his own son, straight to Azkaban, no trial. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to visit him? You know, so there's that curveball of like what he would that it that is not in line with his normal behavior, right? So something that is there's a unique sort of twist of like why would he agree to do this? Why didn't he just go? Why didn't just the wife go? He could have signed off for his wife to go, mm-hmm. the mother. Yeah, yeah, it had to be that like that. It just. Of course, it's in hindsight, but I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is really yeah. interesting because I think like a detective, say Knives well, Out detective, th- would yeah. be like, "This, <laughs> why would he do this?" You know. I think yes, um, yes. It well, because I was also thinking about the Sherlock game that we play because mm. it's it's interesting to be like to pick up on those sort of like, well, yeah, the why would you do this? Like, this seems off. Like, those are things that, you know, it, why, I mean, first of all, like, unless you're actively investigating something, unless you think that something suspicious is happening, like, you wouldn't necessarily look at it and be like, this doesn't seem right or or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's interesting because there are, it doesn't seem like more is being added, but more is being added. And I think you see it more once you know what happens or what the actual story is. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I can see that. Um, yeah, it's interesting how different things kind of pick up. Uh, so, like, they're telling Sirius these things and Sirius is reacting. This whole conversation starts off where um, he doesn't want to tell them at first. I know. And Ron is just like... Try us. I'm like, yes, Ron. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like him serious reacting to the winky information, yeah. reacting to Snape yeah. and Karkaroff, like yep. that situation. And yep. he he says something like, Oh, I don't know what that was about, or whatever. Um, all of it is very, very interesting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Sirius flat out says that they don't know that Snape was a Death Eater at this point. Yes. Okay. Well, he says he uh no, he says like in the opposite or he says no that he can't like he doesn't seem like he would be a death eater. No, well, no, there's a lot going on cuz he's like, "Oh, this whole group of friends, most of them became a death eater, but we don't know for sure." That's Yeah, well, he one. says cuz Snape would be too smart to like do that or he's too um, he says it like he's too cunning or he uses like the Slytherin words not a follower you know? like that or that he he wouldn't he wouldn't do that interesting wrong well it's funny because like so he, he like he tells Ron that he's wrong a lot and then yes, and he then does. it's just like yes, so funny Ron needs to be put in his place for yeah, a second yeah he does uh, but then there's like other elements where I think in that conversation, though, because Harry, Harry still is like convinced that Snape is a Death Eater or Snape is whatever, whatever. And both Ron and Hermione say contrasting things. And Sirius is like, yeah, they're both they both have good points. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, I think that's maybe the ultimate kind of um, idea is that. Yeah, not sure. It's a very important position to be able to take up to hold two things that contrast in your mind if you're going to solve anything if you're Mm going to problem solve i mean you can't problem solve without doing that Mm -hmm. and i think that serious this is a really great scene for serious as well because it's like 
you you really get insight into him for the first time. I mean, I mean, but but it's also consistent, I suppose, with the ex- with the whole extended thought process of Prisoner of Azkaban of like that he puts all of this stuff together. Mm. That like he knows that Pettigrew did this, but mm-hmm. then he he like is able to have the cunning to get a newspaper to look at the newspaper to see the thing. Yeah, the I almost want to be like okay, and then escape from Azkaban. My thought was like. Harry, you should just like mail him the Daily Prophet every day. Like, don't make him like scrounge up or whatever. But I was like, okay, I don't but know it's, it's free and Always. like whatever, whatever. It's yeah, free. I think you know if he's a dog, it's free. He just finds like the ones that are tossed out. It's not. Yeah, and he's he's being stealthy about it. Um, it's funny how like how in a somewhat role reversal, or maybe this just um showcases how much Harry does care for Sirius, but he's just kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, you shouldn't be here, like that sort of thing. When in fact, this man has been through way more, I mean, well, I don't know about way more than Harry Potter, but like, like he's he's lived a life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, when Harry gets told like, oh, be careful, he doesn't like it that way. So it's just like, it's interesting how it's kind of like, he's trying to, to flip it and it's like, Harry, take Sirius your advice and shove it. He's That's fine. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> also, do the opposite. His watch is still broken. Harry, fix your watch. Are you a wizard or not? <laughs> well, then I had questions. I was like, does Reparo not work on watches? Like, is it that I, I had? <laughs> what are you gonna do when Hermione's not there to give you the time? You're just. I, it's not important. But that was my reaction to Harry's watch being still broken. Come on, Harry. Um, my one of my quotes that I wrote down came at the very end of the chapter Um, this is related to Percy Percy would never throw any of his family to the Dementors I think Hermione says that and Ron says I don't know Percy's really ambitious yikes (laughs) he's right it's accurate it is absolutely accurate I just can't believe how that's like woven in though. We don't see this until later. Yeah. But it's it's more about like a fleshed out character of like yeah. what is it about them? But it makes really good sense. Mm-hmm. There's this character consistency of So characters can grow, I think, often in stories in basically one of two different ways. They either change mm-hmm. or they continue. And the growth just becomes more severe, right? So that they really continue to be the way that they are. And you look at Percy, hmm. right now, he is in a stage of continuation. It, he is continuing yeah. the path that he had when he was in school of trying to get out of the shadow of his older brothers, who were both very successful, trying to prove himself in contrast with everyone that he is related to. Mm -hmm. But he still has this grip a little bit, but it's slipping, right? It's, I mean, it's always been slipping. He does. There's a pompousness to him that allows him to say like, I am better than these Mm -hmm. family members. Mm -hmm. And that pompousness in turn causes other family members to make fun of him probably pretty unfairly it seems like molly is kind of maybe one of the only people who's like really was in his corner most of the time Mm -hmm. 
and then we we experience for Percy a severe change. He does change. Kind of, he has this continue, 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 and then he changes once Voldemort is exposed. And mm. then, the, but the change takes a long time—an entire book, essentially, to a book and a half, maybe, to um, you know, really come to fruition and have him be back a member of the family and and sort of Percy. a a real way. Now he doesn't send any of them to Azkaban. No, no. But so I maybe think it's Ron's another point, situation where they're both right. <laughs> kind of. Ron's point is that what would Percy you do? is closer to Mr. Crouch's mm -hmm, m the Mr. Crouch that he's learning about mm -hmm. than Hermione is framing it. Yeah, it's very interesting because it kind of brings a different like Mr. Crouch is basically a stranger to them, but like putting it in relation of like an actual person you know complicates it a little bit yeah. so then being like well crouch is also a complicated person you just don't know like the details that would well and hermione is so him. principled right mm. so she i think early in the first book hermione is kind of framed as like a lawful good character mm -hmm. and she has these she has a through line of lawfulness but she is much more of a neutral good character she is willing to not do things traditionally or legally. Putting veritaserum in people's teeth. Yes. Pumpkin juice. <laughs> Breaking out at in the middle of the night in the first book. Yeah. All, yeah, all yeah. of it. Yeah. Time yeah. turners. All of it. To do like unusual things. It's true. It's but been Percy, for a long time. So I think time. Hermione and Percy, there's moments where they seem close together. And Hermione mm -hmm, sees the yeah. virtue in somebody who's like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. And there are reasons why. Yes. Yep. But unlike... Hermione, who, let's say, interrogates those reasons, and that's why she comes up with SPEW, SPEW, mm -hmm. of like, well, this is messed up. Percy doesn't seem to do that that much. Yeah. He, he's much more strict in his adherence to the rules. He believes, often when we hear about him, it's like, although that this is where the ambition comes in, because he's not really doing things by the book when it comes to Mr. Crouch, right? It's like, he he's using the ambition. His ambition is his reason to break the rules. Mm -hmm. But her, for Hermione, it's much more to me of a moral reason. She finds moral reasons to break rules, mm -hmm. whether or not you can agree with the moral reasons. Fine, but it's a moral reason <laughs> as opposed to like a personal kind of ambition reason. Yeah, Percy. Percy. What an interesting character. All the Weasley characters are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's all I had for the chapter. I forgot to pull. For it's time to pull. Our next topic of. All right. So tell, tell the people what we're playing. So this playing. is what we're. Okay. We are playing a variation, or maybe it's literally it, a variation of password. So um, if you aren't already in our but Discord we being server, the, the, we are the password. We or are the clue the, givers. The clue givers. We are yes. the clue givers. And in Discord, everyone else will be able to guess. So if you aren't already on our Discord, we're going to be playing this on Discord. Um, I made a new channel. It's called Magical Theory Password. And um, I think we're going to, I think, I didn't ask you this. I believe we're going to give our first clue tomorrow. Yeah. So um, I'm going to pull, or Jeff is going to pull, one of us every week is going to pull out of, I don't know why we have a Gryffindor mug. Neither of us are Gryffindor, but we have a Gryffindor mug. We have a variety of different topics. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be, I think there are people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. 
in here. And that will be the theme for next week's episode. So when Hogwarts we do Legacy the Hogacy, Hogwarts Legacy lore yeah. and the deep dive, we're going to do it on whatever I pull out of here. So I'm going to pull it out. We're both going to look at it. We're not going to tell you what it is. Tomorrow on Discord, we'll First, post a clue and you'll try to guess what the password but is. But we're not going to tell people whether they're right or wrong. We're going to keep giving more clues over the time and then it'll be revealed in the in the when the episode is going to launch. So probably Saturday or Sunday morning yeah. when you put up the reminder thing. Knowing y'all, you would probably some, Guess some people the are going to get it in the first on the first try, especially or, like, or you'll converge and be like, "This is people have multiple it. guesses." Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's that's how we're going to play this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull. Right now, we just get to see I'm... it and then give faces. Oh, <laughs> okay, I put that one. All right, well, <laughs> you put there's that a one. there's a good. Oh thing. well, then Jeff is going to be super excited to mm. take the lead oh. next week. Wow. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. All right. And until next time, one's ready. ready.